The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. Hello, Jenner Renos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 293. Going to go out to uh, all Australians that are named Jack. Um, we'll, we'll get into the reason for that very, very shortly. Thank you for coming to the show, and if you're listening on Sunday, happy Super Bowl Day. The I want to say national holiday, but it's more than that. It's an international holiday. The uh, most wonderful day of the year. So um, thanks for squeezing us in on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm thinking... Uh, a lot of you probably are listening to us another day because, like I said, it's a, it's a national holiday and you're busy with your Super Bowl plans or or the big game plans. Um, I am one of your hosts <laughs> of this here podcast, Jeff Fox. Jeff Chalks Fox, they call me, but I did hit a underdog last night, which we will get into very, very shortly. Uh, we we're going to recap last night's pretty epic, I guess, uh, UFC 284. Uh, Makashev versus Volkanovski. Uh, coming from the land down under in Perth. A uh, pretty exciting event. We will go through all that, maybe do a quick uh, peek ahead to a last-minute uh, main event for next week's UFC, which is actually quite uh, intriguing as well. But before we do all that, we can't do that. I can't do that alone, especially in four hours sleep. So let's bring in the uh, man who's going to have a pep in his step and a pep in his voice, and he's going to lively up this uh, podcast. It's the one and only Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Yeah, I, I when you were saying Super Bowl, I'm like, can we say Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, I, I think he said if you're not doing an advertisement, so yes. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm never never sure what I'm allowed to say. In in who knows? Are, are are there people all around Canada today, just like jacked up for the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, bigger okay. Than, bigger than the Grey Cup, uh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I know it's like you know bigger than that, but like. We have we have sports down here too. When the championship is happening, I generally don't know, and because I'm like not tuned into that. Yeah. Um, you know, when when like the MLS Cup is on, like I don't pay attention to MLS. So when that's on, like I usually get a notification on my ESPN app, and it will say, "Oh, hey, oh, I missed that." Apparently, well, I I hope that was. So I just didn't know if it was similar to that up there. Like you guys just don't care about football or anything like that. No, we are totally inundated with uh, America. And and everything that you do down there. So yes, what we have we have no choice. <laughs> no choice, Gumby. No choice. Well, that's good. Um, especially because like you know the 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 leagues are generally a little better down here, and you, we only give you one or two teams, right? Like we yes. we just we just dangle a couple in front of you yep. to let you uh, make you care a little more. Yep, it is true. <laughs> but is this a Super Bowl podcast? It's not. It's definitely not. We have plenty of that. If you are listening to us before the big game kicks off, check out our website. Uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com check out our app the sgpn app check out the all our discord made, hmm? sorry the discord, the discord as well yep there's, check there's out the discord lots of good stuff in there sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord you know we have super bowl uh coverage out the wazoo if that's what you're looking for and and the big bosses the brass the uh brains of the operation are in phoenix as we speak um 
pumping out content for you. So I'm sure it's a tough life uh, having to go to the Super Bowl and pump out content, but that's what our bosses are doing. So there you go. But we are we're here pumping out some alternate um, content. We're very alternate on this podcast. We cover a alternate sport, you could say. Uh, even though you know, uh, but by the uh, sounds of the Aussie crowd, it wasn't. It's not too alternate down there because that was Oof. a packed house in Perth, a loud, raucous crowd even though it was early in the morning uh, sunday morning in uh, perth australia we're gonna get in all that in one second i'm gonna tell you about our friends who keep us in your ear holes four times a week win bat win bat is the official online sportsbook of the sports gambling podcast network win bat is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win including live betting and same game parlays aka win bets build your own bet Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. It was pretty raucous in the Discord last night, too, wasn't it? I was, I was dipping in and out, but we had some new faces, some old faces. Seemed like a good time in there. Yeah, it was a, it was a good time. It did seem like, you know, like we 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 were probably as a general Discord, and maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm I'm just, you know, reflecting my own personal uh accomplishments last night but i feel like we were all right around even because there were a lot of there were a lot of bad beats last night man and from a betting perspective like i'm sure we'll get into a bunch of them but the one that sticks out to me the most is is like jack della metalena ko props people oh yeah i have one i'm i mean like such such a smart play right like jack della by ko just like makes sense and that's a that's an awful beat because like he he not he had him knocked out with his hands and he probably could have thrown three more punches, but then he also just chose to show us that he has a really freaking good rear naked choke. Um, and I'm I'm obviously jumping the gun because we're we're skipping the most important fight here, but like yeah, I I think everybody was having fun, which is the most important thing, right? Yes. Is that we all have fun, but I also think uh you know a, a dog or two here hit and I think people did mostly well. Yep. For sure. Yeah, I was one of the people who had the Jack uh, TKO prop, but I, I still, I wasn't, I, I can't get mad at that that performance of his. So um, good on him. All right, let's um, talk about the most important uh, fight on the night. Uh, Luma looked boon me, uh, admitted <laughs> that actually uh, was a good performance, but no. We'll, we'll, another, uh, we'll, another bad beat, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we won't talk about Alves, Brenner. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll go to the main event. We will talk about those people, just not yet because we are um, comprehensive on this podcast. Main event, Islam Makashev um, squeaked out a victory, even though scorecards don't really seem like it, uh, over Alexander Volkanovsky. 48-47, 48-47, 49-46. I'm fine with 48-47. Makashev, I would have been fine with 48-47. Volkanovsky, 49-46, eh, not really, um, but, but we're probably splitting hairs here. I think the right man probably won, but it was a very close fight. I think a lot of us were... Um, perhaps um, give him Volkanovski credit because he was doing better than we expected. Um, when I look at the media scores, majority like 23 out of or 24 out of 30 picked uh, Makashev. So by my um, eyes, that, that means the the right person won. But 
an amazing fight. Hopefully they run it back again, maybe in a few years. Maybe this can be our GSP uh, BJ Penn for, for the uh, for the current era. But yeah, such a fight. Yeah, such it, a it, fight. It was such a good fight. I, I think Volkanovski showed everybody why he's the number one fighter pound for pound in the world. And I don't think that changes with a loss here. Like I, I saw a, a graphic that I think it was BT sports maybe posted. That was like new number one pound for pound uh, fighter Islam Makashev. And I'm like, my vote doesn't change. Yeah. It does. If that does not change at all, that's not how pound for pound works. Friends. Uh, you know, Volkanovsky, I think going up a weight class where he's undersized, and, and having a performance like that shows that, like, he, he for his size, is the best fighter in the world still, um, whether he won or lost that fight. And uh, I sort of agree with you on the the scorecards. I, I, in real time, scored it for Volkanovski. I don't know. I haven't gotten a chance to go back and watch because we're recording this pretty early Sunday morning. And I, I would have to go back, and I think I would only need to watch one round. I think I only need to watch the second because the first and the fourth were Islam. The third and the fifth were definitely Volkanovsky. I remember thinking in real time, give the second to Volk. But I don't know if that's because I gave the first to Makashev and I didn't want to make it feel like he was way down. Or like, you know, like you said, maybe he just performed a little better. Right. Um, you know, like that that second round was clearly the decider. Um, and, and if, you know, if I go back and watch, yeah, maybe Makashev won. But yeah, good. I have no problem being on the plus 300 or or higher side of Alexander Volkanovsky of that bet right there. I, I you know anybody who laid chalk on Makashev had to sweat that whole time to win their their mere pittance. Yeah, uh, I, I'll I'll take the thrill of having a Volkanovsky ticket there. That that was an incredible performance from him. Yes, it sure was. Uh, he impressed with his wrestling both a li- little bit offensively. A little bit and, offensively. Yeah, <laughs> mostly defensively. And Makashev, I would say, impressed with his striking. So yeah, they, yeah, they, they I, both they both uh, opened eyes in, in areas that they supposedly were, were the weakest in coming into the fight. Yeah, I, I think, too, Volk just having power in the fifth round after yeah. having a grueling fight like that, dude, just incredible. Um, I also want to take it back to something you said when you were introducing this fight for a second. Like, I I could not agree with you more that I hope this fight happens again, and yeah. I also could not agree with you more that it should be two or three years down the line. Yeah, like like Penn uh, GSP, they didn't just automatically kept running the fights back. But this actually, when I was when the fights started, I was thinking this is kind of too early for even doing this fight. Like Makashev just won the belt. Like he is not really. I know everyone thinks he's amazing, and um, he, he proved last night how how good he is. But um, this is kind of early for him. He hasn't really, really like established himself as, as you know, the guy yet. So usually, usually it takes, you know, a few years or at least a few title defenses before they even do a super fight. So it was probably early for Makashev. Obviously he passed the test, but yeah, let, let it, it's not like these are weak divisions. They can, uh, they have plenty of uh, people ready to challenge. So, you know, agreed. And it, it's important to note two fights ago, two fights ago, he fought Bobby green. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we love Bobby Green, but come on. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you don't love Bobby Green? He's a fun guy. Uh, I, I didn't he say? I'm not I'm not gonna get into it, but didn't he say some really problematic shit recently? Probably, but <laughs> does that stop us in MMA? No, come it on. doesn't. It doesn't. He's got head on. tattoos like Bam Bam Bigelow. Who you gotta that, give him respect for that. Gotta love a Bam Bam Bigelow <laughs> reference at ten in the morning. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, so obviously not not a robbery. Um, no, no. I, I don't really think anyone's yelling robbery anyhow. Um, for, for that fight at the very least, but yeah, um, quite a uh, quite a fight all around. Now, what do you want to see for both men going forward? Now, obviously well, I, Yair I mean, I mean, for Volkanovski. Yeah, yeah, and that that's a uh, stellar transition just into talking about that next fight. Is is yes. Yair next for Volkanovski? And, and then for Makashev, you know, I think you know we we've heard that Benil Daryush is fighting Charles Oliveira. Yeah. Um. Uh, obviously, if Benil Daryush were to come out on top of that fight, I, I think you just can't deny him anymore. Like I think he just no. has to be implanted there. And you know, based on what we saw in this last fight. Neil Dariush might give some issues to to Makachev, especially because you know he's he's pretty good in the grappling department himself. Uh, we we learned recently that he's got big hands. Um, he's a little bit better, bigger size wise uh, than Volkanovski is. So like, who knows? He could probably give him some trouble. Um, outside of that, uh, if like if Charles Oliveira were to win that fight, I don't think you can run Charles Oliveira versus Makachev too yet. So then I think you are in dangerous territory where a conor mcgregor win could possibly catapult oh him yeah i forgot about there. that yeah well for sure the, it, for sure that's gonna happen uh, uh, if he wins that's that's what's happening yeah um and then it, i haven't heard much out of poye recently but i assume he's getting pretty close um to a to another fight believe it or not um because you know just like he's always a fighter to, the, the problem is is that like and we've said this about more than one division, right? This division is just stale at the top. It's it's turning yeah. into what welterweight was a little while ago. Um, did did I see Faziev is fighting Gaethje too, right? That, yeah, that's maybe yeah. maybe Faziev is like a fun extra guy who we could possibly catapult up there. Um, yeah. I I also think Armand Sakurian, if you gave him the right matchups, uh, a rematch with Makashev somewhere down the line would be a lot of fun. So. Um, I, I think he's probably got a lot of options, but he mostly just has to like wait for things to pan out a little bit. Shout out to Ryan H in the discard, our, our Armenian backer. He, he yeah, I, Armenian I, I gave an, I gave an Armenian shout out here, despite yeah, the fact the Armenian guy did not do well last no. night. <laughs> um, I, I think the problem for fighters in lightweight and featherweight is the champs appear to be getting better still with every fight. It's yeah. not like they're plateauing at this point. Yeah, and, and that's crazy out of Volkanovski, too, because yeah. uh, actually my co-host on my other podcast, not to cheat on you Ugh. here, uh, pointed out to me that if Volk had won last night, he would have been the oldest lightweight champ, oh, which really? is which is crazy to say. He's yeah, only 34, wow. but like he would have been the early, oldest lightweight champ. Uh, like BJ Penn was apparently 33 when he lost his belt. So like that that's a crazy fact that he continues to be this good at this age in the lightweight classes because we just don't see that very often. No. It is true. I've always said age matters the most at at the lighter weight classes and there you go. Your your other uh, co-host actually uh just um just proved that for me so that's nice to him. Uh we spoke of Yair Rodriguez. I hit this pick -165. Uh Dan's +140 didn't look so hot. Um Yair it did for looked- a round. <laughs> he's true i or missed less, the first less, round i sadly less, i missed less, the first round but i saw highlights less. but but the highlights basically just um highlighted yair's performance so um yair kind of looked like classic yair there uh the way he was he's just so smooth and um so dangerous obviously obviously as well this don't want to toot my own horn toot toot but this is basically um but I was saying was an issue with Emmett uh, strikes a distance, yet he gets outstruck at distance. He just relies on the home run swing, which he really 
was leading into last night because he was getting pieced up on the feet. Um, and he was really just wailing away, looking for that big shot. He ended up getting submitted a uh, triangle choke by Hadheat, not Hadigas, Rodriguez on the ground, 419 into the second round. But it was mostly a TKO style win for uh, Rodriguez. Yeah, I, I think he kind of quit. Um, oh, I, I think, really? Yeah, because because like that, that that triangle choke, you could see it coming a mile oh, yeah. off. Like it, 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 the announcers mentioned it. That, that means yeah. very apparent. <laughs> yeah, if, if Mo- Michael Bisping is pointing out that a triangle choke looks like it's coming, <laughs> like he, it's coming because yep. he, he's never been all that savvy with setups on submission. So like, I, I think. Yeah, I, I think either he was just beat up to the point where uh, his his defense went down, or like like you, I said, like I, I think he just couldn't take that anymore. Somebody in the Discord pointed out that they thought one of those body kicks broke a rib. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to find that out in retrospect. Like he, he, he took some really tough body kicks. Um, Yair looked good. I will say this: that Yair Rodriguez would still not hold the candle to alexander volkanovsky's ass no, right like he, no. he's gonna get smoked <laughs> yep yep it's true so there we, we've already made your made the pick for the next fight that hopefully what what do you think they'll line that up uh, i wonder if we have a line yet for it um first thing that came to my head was minus 300 but I, uh, I doubt it'll be that high um i actually think it'll be higher than that oh yeah okay I, i'm gonna say like negative 375 negative 400 for volk because that, that's oh. really how i feel it should be um like I, it I, is it is posted minus 500 boom <laughs> <laughs> there you go wow <clears throat> so and, and i, 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 I don't think crazy. that's wrong i don't think that's wrong at all like no. i i think i think volkanovsky just showed he could go toe-to-toe with a guy who's much bigger than him and can deal with the wrestling just fine. And yeah, like, Yair's got some flashy kicks and is too fast for Josh Emmett, but who is it, who in the world is too fast for Al- Alexander Volkanovsky? Because I don't Nobody. think there's any. Yeah. Max Holloway couldn't do it? Don't give me that Yair Rodriguez, Ken. Yeah. Josh Emmett kind of, that, that was kind of the peak for him, making it like he's the type of guy that you wouldn't have said, oh, this is guy, this guy's going to be a, a title contender. He kind of ground his way, uh, and good for him, he ground his way up to a kind of a title title uh, defense. But yeah, he's he's not, uh, he's no Alexander Volkanovsky, but, but who is? Do you, do you think we'll look back at him kind of the same way we look back at Kevin Lee? Mm, yeah, maybe. Like, like he grinded his way to an interim title shot, yep. came up short. By triangle choke too, um, came up short by triangle choke, and we were like, well, you know, he kind of outkicked his coverage anyway. Like, no, yeah. nobody ever saw that coming in the first place, and like, good for him for at least getting the shot. Yep. No, very good point. That's why Gumby's on this podcast. He's so smart. Um, <laughs> he's not. He's not as good as the next man. One of the Aussie Jacks, Jack Della Madalena, submission rear naked choke, Randy Brown, two thirteen in the first round, messed up my. Messed up a lot of people's KO prop for Jack Della, <laughs> um, sadly, but I, I can't be mad at a performance like that. Um, we did hit him on the money line, minus 340, and he was my lock pick as well. So I'll, I'll, I'll take my pennies on the dollar uh, for that. But wow, um, I, well, we said he was going to um, be able to pass this hurdle, and uh, he just beat a more experienced, higher ranked, much bigger fighter in Randy Brown. Yeah, I... um. I was really impressed with this for a couple of reasons. Number one, Randy Brown came out pumping that really long jab, kind of like we knew he had to. And Jack didn't like rush himself in. 
and, and that's crazy to say because this fight took, you know, barely two minutes. Uh, but he didn't rush in. What he did instead was he he blocked or moved his head off the center line for those jabs, and he he used his footwork to slowly corner Randy Brown. And then pretty much the minute he had him cornered, it was over. Um, so, like, it, it's such an impressive performance for so many reasons. Like, obviously, the punch itself was was pinpoint. He's got crazy power. But I think the footwork was probably what impressed me most. And then on top of that, you know, like, the savvy to know that, like, Randy Brown's a tough guy just throwing punches here. I'm not going to tire myself out. I'll just choke him in good submission skills. Uh, yep. You know, like having all of that together, man, like the sky sort of seems like the limit for this kid, right? Like th- this is, this is the Aussie's next big hope right here t- for winning a title. Uh, cause, cause I think he's like on that trajectory right now. So what are we doing with him next? Gumby? You know, I, I mentioned it. Uh, I, I think I mentioned it on our Twitter account, which by the way, if you're not following at SGPN MMA on Twitter, uh, I mentioned it on our Twitter account. I'd love to see him in Vicente Luque. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, Cause that's, that would that's be quite a test for him. Yeah, and it's got violence written all over it. Luke wrestles a little bit. Like, I mean, he he just beat Danny Roberts and in, in uh, Randy Brown back to back. Like, it, it really feels like he deserves somebody like that. Um, I I know Michelle Pereira is now looking for a dance partner to fill in for uh, Sean Brady dropping out. Right. I actually How think. Uh, I want to say it's March or April. Okay. So he'd probably be, you know, he'd probably have to go right back into a training camp. No, he, he's going know. to Bali, so forget it. Yeah, he's going to. <laughs> That's what he said. I, I don't know what that. Oh, I must, I must have missed the post. Yeah, he, yeah uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a joke. He, he said he wanted to go on, he was going to vacation to Bali, and then he would be ready for a top 15 person right after. Hell yeah. If need be. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah. So he's not taking that fight. But, but I like but that. Though. But yeah, him versus Pereira would also be fun. Like Michelle Pereira yeah. would be a, an interesting matchup for him. But I, I really think him and Luke just has got so much, so much violence potential. Or even somebody like Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal would be a good one too. Yep, that works too. That works too. So anyhow, boy, well, we're high in this boy, and we were in on him on the contender series. Dan was probably in on him even before that, right? I was. <laughs> there you go. There you I've go. been on I've been on him probably for for five years, uh, which is why this feels so good, because I, I like I remember watching him when he was fighting. Uh, he actually fought one fight for Cage Warriors um, yep. before before, like in between his fights for um, the Australian promotion. Eternal MMA exists. But uh, I didn't see any of his eternal MMA until he made a jump one fight for Cage Warriors. And he, he uh, again got a rear naked choke. Uh, while everybody was talking about his kickboxing, but obviously his kickboxing looked good in that fight too. Um, but he got a rear naked choke. And after that, I was like, man, I got this guy is appointment viewing. Uh, and then yeah. he only fought for Eternal, which makes it really hard to watch, but caught the replays. And he did the exact same stuff he's now doing in the UFC. And, and he's got a fun nose. I didn't realize that until I saw him like, getting interviewed. He, he's, his nose is like a it's winding mangled. road. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's no point. I guess they think no point fixing it until you're done getting destroyed in the nose even, he might he, he might like how it looks maybe his wife digs it maybe i'm sure <laughs> breathing is i'm sure breathing is a is a chore um but yeah he doesn't get hit too much in the ufc so um he may as well get it fixed so all right so that actually covered all of the bonuses on the night um usually we like to see him go to fighters lower down the car but them's the breaks uh islam and alexander was fight of the night yair 
was uh, performance of the night, Jack Della performance of the night. So if you want to see all the payouts and all that bonuses and stuff, check out my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. And I do have to do the pick'em contest results still today. So if anyone's entered that, uh, hopefully you get a blast in your email email inbox pretty soon telling you that you won uh we shall see all right let's move on to the big boys this one did not go our way parker porter only took a minute six before he took one square on the chin from justin taffa and got himself walk off knocked out not much to say for this one other than uh and i don't even think it got mentioned in the discord this seems like a low fight iq moment <laughs> yeah uh, because I, here's yeah. the here's the thing like i, I don't want to hate on parker porter here but like if if even if he thought kickboxing was the way to win this, which first of all, he shouldn't have thought that. But even if he thought kickboxing was the way to do this, you can't overextend yourself against like a good counter punching and power punching guy. You know what I mean? Like part of the reason we picked Parker Porter and we liked him in a dog spot here is he typically does not do that. He typically does not overextend himself. He fights smart. He keeps himself out of harm's way, even if that's not always the most exciting. I thought he'd do that until he had the opportunity to wrestle. Nah, he went in there and swung bombs like he thought he could knock out uh, Justin Taffa. And he ate one on the chin for it. So I, I don't think there's much to say here other than, you know, like, not a not a great move, and I'm not high on Justin Taffa still. No, um, I was nervous because I saw a headline like, after we made our pick, so it was too late by that point. Uh, heading in like right before the fight, saying uh, he was just gonna Porter saying he was gonna bite down his mouth guard and it was gonna be one of those type of fights. I'm like, oh he, god, he he didn't lie. <laughs> yeah, he did not lie. It's true. He's an honest man. And then in the this one's uh, a dud went down like a fart in church, as the expression goes. Um, Light heavyweight opener of the pay-per-views. Jimmy Crute, Alonzo Minifield, Drew, 29-27, 28-28, 28-28. It was the right call, a draw, if you ask me. Who, who uh, was it Crute that got the 29-27 card? It was, yeah. Okay. One 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 judge had all of the rounds, or uh, three of the, two of the rounds for him, plus the deduction. Yeah, there was a point deduction for Minifield grabbing the fence. I, I wish they would have just given, given Crute position instead, since I was in on Minifield and the underdog there. Um hundred percent the right call though, right? Uh I yeah, I, I, I don't know actually what the rules say. Does it say take a point or does it say you can give the person position? I think given position makes more sense to me, but if that's not I don't think you could I don't think you can put I don't think you can put them on the mat. Yeah, I, that's I, what I'm saying. But it's yeah, not, okay. Yeah. I don't think you can put them on the mat. And for me, like you know, somebody uh, and again, I, I'm sorry, I don't ever remember anybody's name. Uh, somebody in the Discord was like mad about them taking the point and said it was like reminiscent of the Doohu Choi uh, point deduction. The the Doohu point Choi point deduction was was a bad one because like it clearly wasn't intentional. He wasn't in there trying to headbutt somebody. Whereas yeah. like Alonzo Menifield tried to alter the dynamics of that last round by clearly intentionally grabbing the fence on his way down. Like that to me is such like an egregious foul. I'm glad they took a point. I think that was the right move. Um, and it wound up costing him the fight. I mean, like yep. even if he just went to the ground and survived that fight, that round probably doesn't wind up a 10, eight and he probably winds up with two out of the three judges scorecards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was more egregious as he said, than do who poi choi um, for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was That's trying to say point deduction with point. Yeah, I, I, like point deduction. I dig it. Yeah, I, I'm all for uh, as as I I think I've staked my my claim uh, in the past or my position that I'm all for fouls being called and um, not giving a person uh, two 
warnings for super bad groin strikes before. Okay, that's the last warning. <laughs> like happened earlier on. So yeah, uh, that's fine. If uh, but also uh, Manifield probably the smart decision because they usually don't take points. So it may it's worth a try. I'm, I'm sure it's just a reaction type thing. Anyhow, uh, yeah, gra- grab the fence on your way down. Like any of us, you know, brace yourself on, uh, as as you're about to fall. But anyhow, that sucked because Gumby and I were on the opposite sides of that fight. So it would have been interesting to see how that uh, turned out. Uh, close I, fight, I was though. impressed with with Kurt's wrestling, though. I, I yeah. will say that that's, that's what I thought too, which, which was important. Yeah, it, yeah. It, so it, good out. good things moving forward for Jimmy Crute based on that yeah. performance. Yeah, you'd hope you'd hope. So only twenty six, as I mentioned in the po- on the podcast on the broadcast as well. So all right, so that was the main card. What did I? How did I do? I went two and two. Gumby went one and three. Ouch. All right. Um, did better time, on the though, right? Huh? There's still time. <laughs> Prelims are coming. Yeah. All right. Let's zip through the prelims. Uh, Modestus Bukaskis, even though we were not picking him, I'm kind of glad he won because I always Same. thought he, he, he looked, <laughs> you know, he, he had potential. I remember thinking um, Andreas Michaelitis, who he fought in the first uh, in his first fight, I believe. I, I thought both of them had had a serious potential, but they both kind of flamed out pretty quickly. But Bukaskis back on short notice, so he went against my stats and actually won a short notice fight against Tyson Pedro. 30-27, 29-28, 29-28. Pedro looked uh, I don't think 30, 20, uh, it was close. Who's to say, I thought Pedro won the first round, but then he seemed to, uh, to gas Have out. Nothing and, left. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Bukowski's made him work, which was the key. And yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm happy the guy won. Cause I, I, I think he's got potential. Same. I will also just say, um, he fixed the thing that was the worst about him, which was that he just like never turned the pressure up. Um, and, and even in his yeah. cage warriors fights in between his two stints in the UFC, that was still like an issue. And part of why I couldn't pick him against Pedro here, he turned it up and man, like that's the result when you turn it up. Let's see more of that. Modestus Bukaskis. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wasn't knocking people out going backwards too. So there you go. Um, even though that, that's nice that you have that in your, in your back pocket as well. So anyhow, um, maybe we will pick you next fight. We shall see. Um, you, you think probably he would have a step down in competition after this. Cause he took this in uh nah, short notice, but no, no, nah, it's light heavyweight, I guess it's light heavyweight. And he very much has like a mentality of like, I'm already a top 15 or so like, he's going to be pushing for, you know, like one of those, like, like a Devin Clark, maybe, you know, like somebody yeah. like that. And I still love that his accent is what it is. Um, anyhow, <laughs> uh, expect a Baltic accent and you don't. You get a Brighton or, or, or someplace in Britain accent. Um, all right. By the way, it's Joshua Kulabau. This was a, a pretty fun fight because both guys seem to really hate each other versus Melissa Bagdazarian. Sadly, for our friend Ryan H., Bagdazarian got submitted. Rear naked choke 202 into the second round. What a fabulous submission for Kulabau. So fast. He, uh, he hurt melsic on the feet and then before you knew it had the choke locked in yeah he he looked really great um and, and now i feel like not enough people are talking about how good josh kulabau is because like he's making he, people now well and then he's three oh and one yep. at at featherweight like he in his only loss in the ufc is to jalen turner on short notice up a weight class like that, that guy's good yeah, that dude's amazing. Uh, you know, he's supposed to be fighting Dan Hooker in a couple weeks. But he then he drew with Charles Jordan, and he's beating Shailander Dambique, uh, Sung Wu Choi, and now Melsic Bagdasarian. So, like, yeah, g- good run here for Kulabau. A uh, little bit of a bummer because I had him on the money line, and I also had him by decision because yeah. I thought that. So, like, it's crazy that, he, again, bad beat here because, like, who would have predicted 
this fight between two dudes who just want to slug would end by uh, submission. So yes. uh, it, it is what it is, but a uh, good performance by Colabao. Yeah, another one of those. Uh, too bad you can't bet on TKO submissions because that was like uh, a TKO submission. Right. Like I mentioned earlier about another fight, but them's the breaks. Maybe if if a uh, if Winbet or someone's listening, start start doing that. <laughs> Flash knockdown submission prop bets. Make it really uh, really tag them a tag them and bag them. Bag. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um. So we hit that. Uh, I hit this one. Gumby did not catch weight. Cleeton Hodhigas went against. Uh, my stats saying if you miss weight, you lose your fight. He actually won. Uh, beat Shannon Ross. So he's a cheater, but because uh, he came in heavy, but he beat Shannon Ross. TKO punches. Only took him 59 seconds into the first round. Uh, surprising, especially for a flyweight, that to knock a guy out that quick. But yeah, he really uh, swarmed Ross here and uh, got me minus 340. <laughs> he, also used the, he also used the butt punch. Did you did you catch that part? Oh the, no, really? He did a butt punch? Yeah, if you he, he was just like throwing everything. So well, yeah. I'm when you surprised. if you go back and watch the finishing sequence, he not only at in like mid mid sequence he tries to throw what looks like a spinning back kick, but he's way too close for it, and he just like hits Shannon Ross in the head with his ass, um, which is it's just phenomenal. Um, I I do. Have, I have to say, I was on the wrong side of this. I thought Ross was going to get a chance to wrestle. Obviously, no chance to wrestle sucks in, in the first place. But also, I would just say this about Clayton Rodriguez. Th- this is a, what we thought he was going to be, right? Like, all along. Like, we, I- I'm pretty sure we both picked him to beat CJ Vergara in his debut. And he looked terrible in that fight. So now, like, to see him do this against a guy who I thought was better than CJ Vergara is just, like, is he going to be one of these guys who just has like wildly variant performances? Uh, and, and that would be a huge bummer. So I, I, I just hope he brings this version of himself every time. Yeah. And if, if he's got the Rikishi stink face in his arsenal too, who knows? <laughs> guy, right. the, the hip attack, this guy is the limit for him. So uh, that, that helped me get ahead of Gumby, which is always appreciated. Thank you. Uh, Cleason. And then in the opener of the main prelims in ESPN, Jamie, no malarkey. Uh, Pieced up Francisco Prado. Prado was was game, but because uh, he he has some power, he's a dangerous dude. But uh, did not he got a outclass, which is what we expected. A uh, short notice, well, kind of short notice uh, debut in the UFC, coming off of uh, a sketchy resume, perhaps. Uh, he got skunked three rounds. Sam, to number, samurai but, fight, a samurai yeah. fight house resume. <laughs> <laughs> yes, true. Not, not sketchy like the guy who made everything up, but no. Um, but. He, he, he did not, not look out of place at all. Uh, like, I, I think he uh, could definitely beat some guys uh, in the UFC, just not Jamie Malarkey at this point. Yeah, I agreed. Um, and, and this is, I, I felt pretty good about this being my lock because, you know, at, at negative, what was like negative 265 or something like that. Like, he, he just looked, you know, like head and shoulders better. He looked like a negative 400 favorite in there. Yep, for sure. And Gummy's agreeing with me lots today, which makes me feel good as well. So um, <laughs> it's, it's not a given. Um, we're not contentious, but he does not always agree. All right, let's go early prelims. The main event of the early prelims. This man, this is the other Aussie Jack I'm in on. Jack Jenkins. He didn't just look fantastic with the mustache and the kind of a mullet, sort of, right? Uh, it's, it's yeah it's like the potential new age. There. it's like the new age mullet for kids yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, <laughs> he doesn't want it's like one of those fake mohawks a faux hawk it's a faux mullet um came through a follet maybe that's what maybe that's what we'll call it uh he came through anyhow over don shanus the classic mass hole if you so no no offense dan i, I know you want to be the ultimate mass hole but don shanus <laughs> i don't know but I think you've had him on before is that right in your show couple couple of times yeah he was he on seems, the show this week he, he seems like he's 
he didn't come off very good last night. As, he seems as angry. Very, yeah, <laughs> didn't come off as, as a very nice dude. He lost 30-27, 30 29-28. Jenkins was the leg breaker. Jack Jenkins was was trying to break, what, his fourth leg in his career or stuff, and that's crazy. All, uh, all via leg kicks, I assume, the leg breaks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I, I think I Not talked like about that box. when right before he was on right before he was on Contender Series. I was like, this is a guy who just TKOs people with his leg kicks. Yeah. Um, and then you know the, the the cool thing about Jack Jenkins, and again, I, I'm in on him as well. Like you you and me both in on the two Jacks from Australia. Um, I, I totally think their best attributes, and this is true of Jenkins as well as Madalena, is I think they're just so smart in the way that they fight, right? Like, because Jack Jenkins did not fight dumb. Um, it's not like he just swung wildly and got an early knockout. He like put together a cohesive game plan and just beat the hell out of Don Chanis at, at every, every single exchange. So, uh, yeah, like I, I'm excited to see what he's going to do too. He's not as young as I thought he was, which was kind of a bummer. Like I saw his performance and I was like, oh, this kid is, we got to keep an eye on this kid. And then I looked him up and I was like, oh, he's already, he's already, he's three years older than Jack Della Maddalena. How old is he? He's 29, but like. He's already three years older than Jack Della Maddalena. Is that crazy or what? Yeah. He, Gumby's <laughs> older, by the way. So he, he's he's calling someone <laughs> old that's uh, younger than him. But it's, yeah, it's but... MMA featherweight. <laughs> MMA can't math. Make, I can't make featherweight. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, they uh, both both the Jacks, like you said, very smart, but also extremely exciting. It's not not like they are um, being cautious at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're not they're not boring boring technical they're they're super exciting and and good at pretty much everything too it's not like yeah. you'd be like yeah so obviously jenkins is on a different level than uh, della madeleine at this point but i you know i could see him moving up featherweight ranks pretty pretty quickly as well so um all right women's strawweights luma came through for us luma looked booned me she kind of messed me <laughs> up as well uh submitted elise reed uh four before seconds into the second round i had luma she's only knocked out one person in her whole mma career um and that's is what, this the first sub and this is her first sub ever yeah she has one knockout that's it oh, over 10 mma pro mma fights she had a sub over at least reed um busted her up on the feet though um but yeah i, I i'm glad she won uh, i kind of like luma uh fun fighter and if she's gonna finish people hell hell yeah sign me up for that but we had her at minus 295 so at least they hit the money line yeah, I mean, like, I- incredible performance. Like, again, could you imagine what this woman would be doing if she was fighting women her own size? Yeah, that's the thing. Bantamweight, come on. I mean, Adamweight, please. She, she's Adamweight. There's she's, so many fighters we say this about. She's four in one in her last five at, at Strawweight with only a loss to Lupito Godinez, which is, you know, like, not a bad loss in there. So, like, Lupito fights at Flyweight often. Yeah, in, in like, so two weight classes, so up, for, basically. Yeah, and Elise Reed has fought it at flyweight. Yeah. Um, she she fought um Star Eubanks up there. So yeah, Loma adding the grappling side of things, which, which she's always had like she's always had like good foot sweeps, but these were all like clinch takedowns because she got one in the first round too, and then the one that finished it in the second round. I think she just realized how much better on the ground she is than Elise Reed. But like yeah, man, like again another very weird result because who in their right mind would have thought Loma Lagume by submission but like a great performance and like again i I think the theme of this one is just like feeling good for like dudes who seem like good dudes um she's a good dude that luma yeah she's she's a good dude uh (laughs) both the jack jenkins and and jack della madalena and bukaskis and kulabas seems like a cool guy yeah and it's 
she was she talked about her um mental health really deteriorating after after a loss so it uh, a few few fights ago so it's good good to see her uh bounce bounce back well she bounced back last fight but it's good to see her get another win and i guess this kind of uh, i don't want to you know uh be the wet blanket on everyone rain everyone's prey but this is one of the um dangers of prop bets because you really never know how how a fight's gonna or how it's easier to to pick who's gonna win a fight than it is how they're gonna win it because these things happen in MMA. That's yeah. wise people say, right? Yeah. Yeah. This was a tough event for you if you were a prop vendor. <laughs> yes. uh, I mean, unless you had some diamonds in the rough. But uh, if you're somebody who relies on props, this is a tough one. It, or, or you had some Jong parlays. He never, oh, Jong, I don't think he Jong ever plays the Jong parlay named after him, but he plays his own <laughs> parlays and wins. He's, he smoked him. We should have dedicated this episode to him. He was yeah. he was nailing parlays last night. He gets night. enough already, that guy. Come on. Um if you don't know John, get in the Discord, then you will know John. He's the master of many sports and one of the most enthusiastic, friendly voices that we have in there. So, um, all right, featherweights, Blake the Builder came through for us. I finally hit an underdog. Um, wasn't we should have put him as we should have put him as our underdog of the week. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> plus one fifteen over Shane Young, thirty three seven, thirty three seven, twenty nine, twenty eight. Builder looked very good. Glad to see him get this win. Yeah, he 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 looks like he's got the the whole package here. Again, another one of those guys at featherweight though, who I wish was just like a little bit younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause cause he he's kind of kind of came to MMA a little bit later. Is he um, pushing had, thirty or is he thirty? He's, he's thirty two. Wow, um, he's almost as old as is is me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, he he's a little bit older uh for a featherweight, but he I mean he's clearly still getting better. Because uh, that was a really good performance against Shane Young. He he looked great in there. Yep. So I was happy to get the plus 15 money. Help keep me in the black, as you'll you'll find out soon enough. Then, then we whiffed on the opener. Hopefully this trend does not start again where we're mostly. Wait, did, we, did we whiff on the opener? <laughs> yeah. Officially, we lost. I, I told you a bunch of elves in uh, all stacked up in, in one of those trench coats uh, could beat Zubera Tukagov. And that's what happened. Alvez Brenner. Um, beat the cheater Zubair Tukov, who, who came in quite overweight, a uh, pound and a half overweight. Split decision 29, 28, 28, 29, 30, 27. I only have one eye on this um, on this fight. Uh, me and the boy are working on a Beatles Abbey Road jigsaw puzzle because that's what uh, old people like me do. Um, so I was doing that while I was watching the fight. So I, I can't really uh, argue about the decision other than everyone says it was a big r robbery dude all the all the sure dog guys even got this one right oh no <laughs> yeah there was no dissension on mma decisions let me see let me count real quick because that's fun to do on a podcast one two three four six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventy eighteen people scored the fight all for tukov uh i was surprised when his name was not uh, announced as a winner so i i, I knew something was a uh, afoot there yeah that that was a weird scorecard uh yeah. In 30-27 for Brenner, shocking to me. Um, yeah. I, I guess maybe the impact of his punches looked like they were bigger, but like I, he just wasn't landing enough for me to think that it was uh, worth it. I will say, though, he looks like he can stick around. Like he didn't look out of place in the UFC. Um, yeah. um, so like for a replacement fighter uh, and, in you know, for fighting Zabir Tugoth, like he, he, he can stick around for sure. Sure. We'll, we'll keep you around for a bit with your bright bright hair um all right so i went eight and four because i'm the best and i won 23 bucks gumby mediocre 
which is all we can hope for from Gumby when he's picking every fight. Six and six down. 267 so you're already down over a ground on the year dan there's plenty of time though there's plenty of time (laughs) there is and also just as a friendly (laughs) reminder to people betting up the same amount on the just the money line of every fight card doesn't make any sense (laughs) three quarters of the year last year it did for me but then the wheels fell off so gumby's hitting 54 percent of his overall picks i'm hitting 63 percent. so right where i want to be maybe a little higher um let me see locks. We both hit our locks. We both. I had, we're up to yeah. we're up to we're up to three three, three out of four on the locks. locks, and we're yeah, up yeah. some money. Gummy's up a bit more money, because uh, Malarkey was uh, a better line than Della Madalena, which I had it for my locks. So we hit those. We whiffed on our dogs. He had Ross. I had Porter, and we whiffed on our props. He had Kulabel Bagdasarian going to the decision. I had Luma going to the decision. Sadly Bad day for, us, for props. Bad day yep, for props. <laughs> sadly for us, they were they were exciting fights, which we didn't expect. So, um, so there you go. And then the um, how do we do on the Hungry Man John Superfan parlay? Bad, bad day for props. I had Croup yep. by sub and Kolobau by decision, uh, and uh, yeah, those those didn't come through either. So what would have happened if if just Kulabau won via decision? What 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 would the book do when it comes when when there's a draw involved in a parlay? Do you know? Oh, it's a push. Yeah. Okay. So that technically it would have won. Uh, you would have won, won. Cool about. Yeah. I okay. mean, unless it was um, as, as long as you uh, maybe it wouldn't have. It depends on the book, I think, at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. Like, I, I think I think when that's happened to me in the past, I think I've gotten paid out just the it would have been plus 210 for Kulabau. Yeah. Well, the octagon gets no rest because it, it is off again or, or back. It's not the same octagon, everyone, but still. Uh, UFC Apex, the lights will turn on above the octagon next week. Maybe that's a better analogy here. Um, we have the poster has a picture of someone who does not look look, look like Jessica Andrade on it, Dan. So I'm very confused. It says Andrade versus Blanchfield, but the poster is clearly Talia Santos. This is a very weird short notice bite. I man, dude, I I I can't believe Andrade wants it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, game here. Yeah, and also Other like wasn't she? She said she was going to back to strawweight, did she not? Um, oh, and, and now she's back. Track. Yeah, she's back here at flyweight. Um, it, it's it's a weird fight for her because it's like not the type of fighter she just recently fought, right? Like she's coming off that nice win over uh Jessica and, or uh Lauren Murphy. So it's like a yeah. weird fight that way. Uh, I, I mean, like she's a favorite here, but. Man, it, it seems like a dangerous fight for her. And yep. it's it's a tough one to handicap too, because we've never yeah. seen Aaron Blanchfield anywhere near fighting somebody like Andrade. Champion, um, former champion. Yeah, and, and preparing for Talia Santos is a very, very different thing. So uh it is either going to be a rude awakening for Blanchfield or this is gonna be her coming out party. And I guess you will have to wait till Wednesday to find out what we are gonna predict yeah, on that. <laughs> how, about, how about thursday we're not gonna give them this we're only gonna give them prelims on wednesday but oh yeah this true. is very interesting and it, the short notice thing too cannot be uh, overlooked especially with someone as thick t-h-i-c-c uh as jessica Andrade. i guess flyweight is normally where she fights now but who knows how kind, much weight kind. she actually yeah has to get uh, down there. yeah yeah because i assume she's got to cut a little bit for that too yeah it, you'd think she wouldn't take this if if she didn't think she was gonna uh, make the weight easily but who knows Fighters are a wild breed. So we got that as our main event. 
which is yeah I, I don't even know how i would handicap this one minus the short notice stuff maybe yeah maybe the short, short notice that definitely makes it weirder harder it, to it makes handicap. it weird <laughs> yeah it sure does uh we still have jordan white zach palga though so don't worry about that uh gumby's um gumby's premier fight um that is the gumby main event josh breezy and jamal pogues so we got some chunky guys uh william knight versus merchant Praccio. uh jim miller gets a, another a late uh notice a point uh, appointment a uh, i guess this is the appointment against alexander <laughs> Her- hernandez so that, that that's an interesting fight i want to see lena landsberg myra buena silva jamal emmers kusain ashkabov do i know this guy i don't know ashkabov you probably don't know no, you he says that he's deriving I, it I, of course i of course know him of course you know kusain ashkabov um osp ovince st prue back at light heavyweight felipe lins uh nazim sakikov another guy i don't know versus evan elder you, you know you know sadikov do i saw uh was he on contender series he was a contender series guy he's okay, the black wolf the black wolf nazim sadikov he beat um <laughs> ahmad suhal hasazada who by the way we will be talking about yeah foxes don't like wolves so forget that uh aj fletcher themba gorimbo i don't know that person that's for sure. I do. Well, of course, Clayton Carpenter, <laughs> Juan Samelo Ronderos. Um, I know Jordan Wright, though. Do, do you know Juan, Juan Camilo Ronderos? Yes. Yes. He, I know, the, the, I know who, the name at the very least. He's the one who tested positive for cocaine. Oh, um, right. Okay. All right. This is going to be a party then. Fantastic. So, yeah, interesting. And not the most star-studded uh, event, but definitely well jim miller so i'm interested in, in jim miller of course and then the main event is going to be very very interesting so that's what we'll be sticking I, in i've got a couple of fights i'm excited for that evan elder sadikov fight's going to be good clayton concrete fighting is exciting um the right. concrete carpenter and i also i, I know zach Ponga is like less exciting to people after having lost the ultimate fighter but like he's in his natural weight class now it's really yeah. cool to see him at light heavyweight instead of heavyweight and hopefully he poundas Jordan Wright because Gumby does not like Jordan Wright. <laughs> hey. All right, hey, let's let's get out of here. That that was a fun episode because it was a fun event, and we will be back. Actually, tomorrow, as Gumby said, we're gonna it's another LFA. We anytime we can, we have LFA Mondays because we have become an LFA podcast. So we're getting good listens for the LFA, and everyone in the Discord seems to like LFA. So LF, we're turning into a low key LFA podcast here. So we got that Monday, and then Wednesday. Andrage Blanchfield prelims, Thursday Andrage Blanchfield main card, props, locks, dogs, parlays, all that fun stuff. So um, we told you about Discord, get in there, have fun. We did see some new names pop up last night, which is always nice to see. Uh, Twitter, SGPN MMA, SGPN MMA, Gumby runs that. I'm a Jeff Fox writer, he's a Gumby Vreeland. I run money.m, sorry, moneymma.substack.com. He runs the uh, Top Turtle MMA podcast, and we both kind of run. We, we write for uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So that's where you can find all our stuff. Um, let me see what our nickname is going to be as we head out of here. All right. I'm, uh, yeah, like I said, tomorrow, back in years, I will be, until then, I will remain L Animal, Jeff Fox. And then we got, uh, what should your name be? Shameless. <laughs> he, you're, an, you're a asshole too. Shameless uh, Gumby Vreeland. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.